Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Season 2, Episode 5, the one with five steaks and an eggplant. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm your host, Renee. And we are no longer sitting in the same hotel room in Palm Springs. Wow. It's so sad. <laughs> it's the worst. Thank you for sticking with us through the questionable audio of episodes yeah. three and four. And if you had yeah, to we... skip, um, we can email you our Cliffs notes. Um, or you could just watch the episodes of Friends and probably be caught up anyway and like, fill in some zany out. anecdotes about Ashley yeah. and I. Um, guess what we said <laughs> yeah but yeah thanks for sticking with us it was really fun to record them together we know they didn't sound amazing but um we're gonna work yeah, on know. our audio for the next time that we are in the same place at the same time which won't be for a while but you know yeah just in case we get to do that again it was really fun um big shout out to tim for helping us out with the audio edits thanks yes tim. thank you to my friend tim he is at ed- he edited three and four for us he made them believe it or not a lot better than they originally were so he yeah. is an audio mastermind and thanks, tim. we appreciate his skills because we have zero to known skills and going forward um we will showcase you some of the exciting hardware that we're going to be using. So I think you're going to notice a very big difference, but let's not overpromise and end up under-delivering. Let's just get on with today's episode, shall right. we? Five steaks and an eggplant. Five steaks Which, and an eggplant. Okay. I love eggplant. Do you love eggplant? I do. You I love, love steak. steak and eggplant. Um, in this episode, it opens up with Chandler in his apartment watching... Look their words air quotes midget wrestling (laughs) don't believe that's what we'd call it present day hopefully that's not still on but i don't know i i'm sure on on some dark corner of the internet it is probably still on but good point good point i don't think it's what most people are watching also is regular wrestling even still on yeah that's also good point i did see a commercial the other day for um do you remember on, I think he was on Real World, but he was also yeah, the on, man. yes, okay, so he's like I, a wrestler, <laughs> and he also has a wife and a baby, and they have a TV show about I saw them. That. So when I was so in So it's the made States, it to New Zealand. Oh, no, it's just in the States. <laughs> no, it has not made it to New Zealand. Definitely oh, not. Um, wife how Swap has just made it to New Zealand. So oh, my gosh. It's like 10 years, years old. <laughs> yep. Ben says that it's been here before, but I am seeing billboards all over that are like, Wife Swap New Zealand. And I'm like, you guys, no. That's anyway, so funny. Um, yeah. When I was in the States a couple weeks ago for work before, uh, after catching up with you, I saw it on one of the like TV channels. It was like Miz and Miss, Miz and Miss or something like that. Yeah, was that like, was it. What? Who are these people? And what? Who? What? And then I was like, oh my God, it's the Miz from like, again, like, 10 seasons of real world and road yeah. rules ago uh-huh. like fully it was when irrelevant. we were in high school he was on yeah. when we were in high school i think he was the new york the back to new york ep- like season how how did he leverage that into a present day reality <laughs> I show no i looked him up on wikipedia and like after all the real world world real world road rules stuff it's hard to say fast it's hard to say. It's after hard to say. all of that kind of petered out he realized he realized that his character his like alternative personality the miz was a great wrestling character so he just started doing wrestling and has been doing it ever since i guess now he's on he hadn't been a wrestler before Mm-mm. 
It was after oh, okay. Real World Road. Oh, I can't. After those Don't shows. The challenge. <laughs> start with R. Um, the challenge. I just remember his. He had a catchphrase because he was on. So I don't think it was. I, I'm getting confused with like um, the Bachelorette, like Bachelor in Paradise. It was like, but it was like mm-hmm. the exact same idea. It was just, um, it, yeah, it was like the gauntlet or whatever. And he was like, the Miz is back, baby. And I was just like, oh, God, your neck is so big. Like, yeah. oh, so veiny. So veiny. Anyway, um, so wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, the right. <laughs> so midget wrestling. Okay. So. Um, Chandler is screening his calls, which is such an early 2000s, no, late 90s, mid 90s thing to do. I would right. actually love to hear from somebody from this generation, like the the friends generation, that like, what was it like when answering machines first came out and you could mm-hmm. screen your calls and you could check your messages? Like, we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about it, but I just feel like I would just love to hear from somebody like... Was that such a game changer to be like, oh, I'm screening my calls? Or like, was it like real, like posh at the time? I feel like it was just the step before, because obviously we've all been screening our calls since Caller ID came out. That's true. It was before Caller ID. But it was ID, right before so Caller ID. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is that like when we were in middle school and high school, some people had Caller ID and some people didn't. And yeah, I feel like right. it was a, an important piece of information to know. Like, if they weren't allowed to talk on the phone after 9, you didn't want to call them after 9 if their parents had caller ID because you didn't want to get caught. Right. You don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I forget. Did you? When did you get caller ID? Oh, my gosh. I feel like it was later on. Here? I don't know. It, everything. <laughs> <Sure>. Every technology. <laughs> Except you guys had two phone lines. You had two phone lines before anyone I knew. One for the computer? Yeah. That would have been just because my dad wanted to be able to check his stocks. I know, but we never had a second phone line, ever. Yeah, but you guys had a CD burner. You had Napster. You we had did satellite have a CD TV. Burner. Like, mm-hmm, most everything, our technology in our household was, like, a, a delayed. Right. Do you remember you had, you had a cell phone, like, years before I did? It was, like, a year. I got a cell phone we were like 15 and a half so you only got one like a year later yeah I just got one like right before we turned 16 right I just remember it so those months really dragged on (laughs) my parents only got it for me because they combined their cell phone plan and it was like ten dollars to add mine and I was about to start driving so they just did it and my dad's like you're gonna pay us ten dollars a month to have the cell phone I was like okay sounds good (laughs) you're like Where's my choice in this? But okay, I yeah. want the phone. <laughs> I did want the phone. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, not everybody did have caller ID. And I guess this was back before even like machines, like landlines started having caller ID at some point. Right. Um, so this would have been before that. But also I think it's funny that it went from like landlines to like screening calls on voicemail to like uh-huh. text messages to like, and now it's like, we don't like when people call, it's like, why are you calling me? I know. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before, but my parents had a phone number. So my parents have lived in the same house. My dad bought the house before he met my mom and they still live there. So they bought the house. My dad bought the house and then they got married and then they had me and they had my sister and then we grew up and moved out and they still live there. So creatures of habit. My dad had the same phone number from when he bought the house And when I was in elementary school, there was a podiatrist office that opened up. 
and they had a similar number. I can't remember. I think our were they cell phone 85 ended jumbo like and you were 85 pretty jumbo? much. It was an 85 jumbo, 85 jumbo situation where there was like one number off or it was like transposed like four, two instead of two, four or something like that. I remember this Renee. Yeah. And so we screened all of our calls because 90% of them were like, Dr. So-and-so, my bunions are acting up again. And for a while, my parents (laughs) felt bad and they tried to call all these old people back because they either thought they were making or changing appointments or like trying to get it with the doctor. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) And they called some people back, but it was just getting to be too much where it was like dozens of calls a day. And so they called the podiatrist's office and the doctor's office was like, well, we're not changing our phone number. So we changed ours. Wow. And that is the phone number I had all through like middle school and high school, which was, I loved that phone number because it was all in a row. I wait, that's not your parents' number anymore. They don't have a landline. Oh my gosh, Renee. I still have your landline number memorized. Well, I have yours memorized too, but your parents don't live in the house anymore. Oh, that's so funny. I still remember Alex S from down the streets, home phone number Oh. and Anthony P from middle school's phone number. I remember the beginning his phone number. I don't remember the whole thing. I actually, if you were to, if you were to call me on it, but I remembered it for so long. And I'm pretty sure Alex S. I only ever called him once to RSVP <laughs> to his birthday party. Hey, Alex, if your parents still live in that house, I could just call him and find out and ask how they're doing. Yeah. Right. So okay. Yeah. So Chandler, Chandler has an answering calls. machine. <laughs> right. Very of the times. And um, this girl, Jade. Hi, Bob. It's Jade. I really miss you. Those are my legs in the new James Bond movie. And um, she's leaving the voicemail and they're being creepy. And then Chandler, like, dives at the phone and answers, Bob here. And um, asks Jade out and says, let's meet up at Central Park in mm-hmm, the village. Mm-hmm. And his plan is to lure this woman woman women to the coffee shop lure women you have to assume this isn't the only time he does this um lure a woman to a coffee shop and then swoop in when bob doesn't show up Mm -hmm. and play the hero thoughts i don't think it's a horrible plan um i'm not saying it's the right thing to do but i actually do think when he approaches her and is like ah I just have to say, whoever stood you up is an idiot or whatever. I actually think it's a pretty good line because it made him see, you know, seem really sensitive and whatever. And I think overall Chandler's not a bad guy, even though he is bait and switching her slash catfishing her. I was about to say, he just gas. Yeah, he catfished her and now he's gaslighting her. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's not gaslighting, but. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good line. And it's the smoothest he probably is ever. Ever. You're ever. totally right. Like, and by it, a landslide. It obviously works because mm-hmm. they go on a second date. Or right. they go on a date. Um, right. So he hangs out with her all afternoon. And then she gives him her number, mm-hmm. calls back Ross. Sorry, mm-hmm. I have to remember this. So he calls, she calls Ross thinking it's Chandler because she thinks Chandler's number is Bob's number. So. Right. He ends up going out on a date with her. Yeah. Um, again, they hook up. Mm-hmm. And he comes back to Ross and is like t- talking about it and like, I was so great, blah, blah, blah. This was amazing. And so she calls again, leaves a voicemail for Bob <laughs> bragging about having hooked up with Chandler. 
And then Chandler answers that and goes, so how was he? Which is like, <laughs> is that? Anyway, oh. that's probably would be my first question. And she goes, <laughs> eh, <laughs> he's no you. I had to bite my lip from saying your name. Uh, so I love that's that. Not what I just you think it's hear. so funny. It smacks him in the face, it's though. Just, it just shows him. It serves him right. Oh, it's so funny because it's so cha- it's such a Chandler thing mm-hmm. to have happen. And Ross is sitting there listening to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So poor Chandler. But that's what you get for I know. deceiving women. Well, when he brings so. up that he was like, oh, we had a great time and da-da-da-da. And they're in the restaurant and he's telling Ross because Ross is like, hey, why is this yeah. woman calling my house? Um, he's like, yeah, well, yeah. I had to tell her I was at your house because Bob's number is my number. Right. And he says something like, when I, who should I oh, when, send Mr. When Roper? Roper he just says Mr. Roper. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was, so I looked it up. And um, yeah. did you look it up too? No. You tell us. Oh. So there's this show called British Man About the House, which is basically a, somehow attached to the U.S. version of Three's Company. Okay. Um. Where Mr. Roper is the landlord, and he always catches the tenants doing things they shouldn't do. So I don't really get it, but the audience loves it, and I couldn't really find a whole lot more information on it. But it's one of those, like, pop culture things that we don't get because we're about 15 years too young to get it. So it's not really an answer, but that's all the information I could find. That's good to know. I was thinking it was supposed to be like a dateline, like to catch a predator. That's what I thought too, but um, it's we're showing our I think age. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Reverse. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Well, that's good. I think information. It's just more that Chandler's up to some antics, giving out the different phone numbers and all that, and right. That's my best guess. Right. Okay. Yep. That so. makes sense. Yeah, okay. so Chandler kind of gets his uh, just desserts. That's right. And Jade kind of tells him that he wasn't that great. Yeah. And that's it for Chandler. And apparently he learns not to do this again. Um, she is really beautiful, though. So she is. I agree. So, um, I OK, I like this episode, but in watching it back in preparation to talk about it today, uh, it makes me so uncomfortable. It yeah. does. It's the one with all the money problems and, like, oh. the awkward money rift in between, you know? Yes, but I... Okay, so let's start talking about it, but I have some thoughts. I'm so surprised to hear that. <laughs> I'm not an opinionated person, actually. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> well, about. this whole podcast is about our thoughts. <laughs> I know. So, um, so, I think when they're, like, originally talking about Ross's birthday... Yeah. And they're like, okay, so we're going to the concert, and we have the thing, and the other thing, and the da-da-da-da. Usually when you're doing something like that, it's like, hey, we want to go to Hootie and the Blowfish for Ross's birthday. Who's in? You don't just, like, assume assume that everybody's in. Like, even, I think even in, like, you know, we're, like, in our 30s now, I still wouldn't assume that my friends were just in for something unless they had told me, like, yeah, I'm good for it. Buy me a ticket. A couple things. I fully agree with you. But a couple things. I think, I don't know. Okay, don't, maybe I'm totally off base here. But do you think it's because we are post-global um, financial crisis? And so, like, that's like that's a topic on everybody. Like, it's now not a taboo topic to talk about money because it is 
something that like I don't know this was like dot com boom Maybe. right like with everyone that's true with cash back then but I mean like in college I was almost always very broke that's college. and I know but I still even like a few years after college there wasn't a whole lot of wiggle room that's and I never would have financial crisis do you know what I'm saying like I wonder but I think it probably would have been even still and I just don't think so I think the way so I decided to call them the brokies okay um, I wasn't trying to do it the, like not like the ones with money like <laughs> right the so the brokies okay. are broke but I think what they should have done when the Hootie and the Blowfish concert comes up they should have been like hey actually like we can't I can't afford to do that um but I want to go out to dinner with you guys. You know, I just feel like you should bring it up before it's a thing. Well, Even if you've also seen Monica and she doesn't exactly like ask others. Like she's like, okay, does, so, uh, decision time is over or like suggestion time is closed. So I hear what you're saying. They totally should have been like, we can either do the concert or the present. Right. We can't do both. But right. it sounds like they've never actually talked to each other about it before. The three of them. Exactly. And so they're mm-hmm. each individually thinking like, oh my gosh, everyone else can do this. I'm the only one that can't afford it. So they're feeling really isolated. Right. But I also think it's like Monica's idea and she doesn't ever ask, hey, is that okay with everybody else? Like she's never said True. that in entire 10 seasons. Um, right. And so she's just not, I mean, again, she's young too, but so she's just not self-aware enough. Mm-hmm. But I but do I also think like you. You have to take responsibility. Like, I would have just been like, I can't afford that. Like, it's yeah. either I pay my rent or I go to this concert and I can't go to the concert. So that's and I another... think you guys should go. Yeah. But it's okay that I can't go, but I just can't go. Um, some- that brings up something else, though, is that, like, that I was thinking is when they talk about um, – um, Joey says something kind of to that effect, like – something to that effect about, like – not being able to afford something else. They always want to go here and there. Like we can afford afford to go go here here and there. there. Yeah. But he said, yeah. So there's like something where I just think like, this is where it also gets a little sticky. And I, with people that are this close um, and they like live together and they do everything Mm -hmm. together and they see each other's spending habits because Mm -hmm. I've been on this side of it before where you have somebody being like, oh, I can't afford this or I can't afford that. I can't afford to go here. I can't afford to go there. But then but you you're see like, them eating out all the time or whatever. Yes. And you're like, but you just dropped all this money on pizza or like, you know, a new serious, like this thing where you're like, right. but I can see ways that you're really irresponsible with your money. And of it's so totally. easy to go. That's none of your business. And that's not like, that's right. true. But what I'm saying is yes. as a human, it is really, mm-hmm. really hard to not watch people make bad financial decisions and then listen to them be like, Oh, well I can't afford my friend's birthday. And you're like, because you blew all your money on eating out for yourself. Like it's really totally. hard. Yeah. I, I do see what you're saying. Cause it's like, but they also live in New York and everybody just eats out all the time. Like it's just the norm, you know? So I get what you mean. Like it's hard, but everybody has their own priorities when it comes to money. So like people ask us, like Matt and I travel all the time. They're like, Oh, how do you afford to travel all the time? I'm like, well, I just don't spend money on stupid crap. Like, I buy clothes that I really, really want and not (laughs) just stupid crap. Like that's even the way that you phrase that is like, again, it's, well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if somebody wants to buy a lot of clothes, they might not be able to travel too. But travel is what I prioritize my money for. So, yeah, you know, it's okay saying. if you I don't. Just... But 
you can't be mad that I do it. Yeah. I can't be mad that someone else has new clothes all the time because I like to travel. I just remember somebody telling me that they were like not sure how they were going to be able to afford their rent or something like that. Like they were going to come up short one month. But then I was like, you just bought a $200 pair of like raw denim. Right. And that is very difficult to watch. It's it's very difficult to watch, especially when, you know what I mean? And, and like, yeah, okay, so you compare it to yourself, and I'm like, look, I don't have problems paying my rent, but I would still never drop 200 bucks on a pair of jeans. And then, right. but then also it was kind of just, it is really hard to not point that out to people, not about mm-hmm. yourself, but about them. Like, well, what about that 200 Like, you didn't need jeans. Here's the thing, though, is that I just don't really know if it's fair to assume that everybody else should scrimp and save all month long to go out for Ross's birthday, like not Definitely. do anything else. You know what I mean? Like right. if that's going to really break your bank, you shouldn't have to like put your life on hold just to go out for Ross's birthday. And I think that's where yeah. it like kind of crosses, not crosses a line, you, but like where I think they just need to have the conversation. You shouldn't, but that's the point is that the others didn't realize they were having to do that. Right. But they just need to bring it up, but they obviously do. Totally. But I think they bring it up at the worst time in the most awkward way. Yes, they do. They should have been like, when they bring it up with each other, one of like, yes. they all live together. They should have just, look, I get it. I don't know. We weren't the best at handling things when we were 23 either. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Timing's not True. great. I remember like hating conflict and not that this is conflict, but you do see it as conflict because yeah. you feel like you're going to disappoint somebody or they're going right. to judge your spending habits. I still or, think like, it's conflict in some way. It is. It's confrontation. Yeah. Um, or I guess whatever. I know those words both have really negative connotations, but it is. It is. It's like it is bringing up something that's a disagreeable topic mm-hmm. and it's unpleasant. And I know that I wasn't great at handling that in my early 20s and yeah. mid 20s. And now I'm obviously a pro at it. But Obviously. <laughs> but I'll also say like even when they go out to dinner and I, so I am always very slow to suggest splitting a bill unless it's like <laughs> you got an appetizer we got an appetizer. You guys got that wine. One. We got yeah. wine. We all they got were entrees. so unaware by being like so unaware had, when yeah right when you each get a starter and, and a main and drinks and everybody and else drink is drinking and a water and coffee right and everyone else is drinking water and like just barely eating an appetizer. You do not suggest splitting the bill. That is. Crazy. I have to say, I actually always think that you should let the person who's spent the least suggest splitting the bill. And I've messed up with this before too, where I've suggested that and I've been like, oh, wait a minute, I had two glasses of wine and you didn't. And and I'm you know, and I'll either say like, well, if it's in America, I'll say like, let me tip or you know what I mean? Like something just because I don't expect other people to subsidize. But totally I've had people I've had people order more than me and then be like, Let's just split. And I'm like Yeah. Right. Even when you can't afford it, like, yeah, you know, the other night a bunch of us went out for some, we all went out for some tacos and it was like, we all shared chips and salsa and guac and then everybody got about two tacos and maybe a side and like a couple people had sodas, but you know, what are they? Two bucks. And I was like, this guy barely got our order in. I did not expect him to be able to split our bill very well. And I was like, I didn't get a soda and I got all vegetarian food. So usually the vegetarian food's the cheaper one anyway. So I was like, if everybody's cool with it, we'll just pay it and we can all just split it. 
because all the other couples had drinks. And so I was like, well, they, and they were like sodas and waters, like bottled waters. So it wasn't a big deal. So I felt okay to suggest it. But otherwise, I like would never suggest it. Yeah. I think um, you should let the person who's like not paid, like not the one that splurged um, suggest it. But Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even just to, and then even to the group it, without actually consulting them to be like, oh, it's Monica's big night. She shouldn't pay. Like that's something you decide as a group ahead of time. You don't just say it and assume everybody like, else is going to do it. I feel like Ross should just go, Monica, I've got yours. Cause like yes. 30 bucks for him is not a big deal. He should have just done that. Cause it's his sister instead of yeah. assuming that everyone's going to pay for her. Right. Yeah. But so maybe so. So, but again, because the, the brokies uh, have never brought it up before. They right. How realize. are they supposed to know? And also like, the what do we call them the flush with cash the flush <laughs> the cashies the flush the cashies they've also seen like like we were saying it's easy to go like okay well if you're telling me you have no money but i just saw you spending all this money on like i don't know i don't know if rachel's been shopping you know whatever it might be or easy even to go, just like, that it's never come up before it's so never it's hard come up and it's like well i didn't know that you had a problem with this i've never seen right. you talk about it you know haven't heard right. you talk about it before so yeah but it's just it is so awkward and i really do feel for them because it isn't something that you want to be like obviously like monica was really excited and so you don't want to be like no you know or like actually we can't do that or we can't go to this concert like i get it like they don't want to be the wet blanket and they probably mm-hmm. also feel bad like uh, like I can't, I'm, I'm not working enough to, you know, um, be able to do this or it's almost probably mm-hmm. like some internalized shame and stuff too. Sure. Sure. Um, I do think two things that I really think about is that yeah. when they do, when the, uh, cashies or the richies, I, I can't decide on a flushies. What are we going with? I like the flush, the flush. So those that are flush, buy the tickets for everybody to go. I think that's so nice. And the brokies really see it as charity, even though they're like, oh, don't, they're not like, oh, don't worry, guys, we got it. They're like, hey, we got us all tickets so we can all go together. It'll be super fun. Like, they're really positive about it. Yeah. And they're like, it's our treat. We want to do it. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Before we get to that, though, I want to finish the restaurant scene. Oh, okay. I'm skipping ahead. As you're skipping ahead, because it's exciting. It's but exciting. I was just, so first of all, I was thinking that this whole, like, everybody's splitting the bill and the whatever awkward. Doesn't this remind you of every Wednesday after youth group at Steak and Shake? Yes. Did it remind you of that? It reminds me of every church group of high school kids out mm-hmm. at, like, the Steak and Shake or the Perkins or whatever. And that being like, okay, who got a drink and didn't pay for it? Who yep. didn't tip? Who did right. like, but yeah. I do truly think that even at your, at, even at my brokest, like you can make some cookies. You can like find what's left in your fridge and make some, you know what I mean? Like, I think there are still ways to be a good participant in things, but also live within your means. So I think you are really good at this. That's um, probably true. You're really good at this. And I think you, I don't know if you're better than the average person, but I know that I am not good at this because this is what I was thinking is when, um, I was going to say when, when Monica comes in and says like, I just got promotion to head chef and like is wearing a suit for the only time in the entire, <laughs> right? 
the entire series of friends but okay i guess they're trying to make her look more rich that's fine um <laughs> very rich and, and businessy i know i was like you are a chef why are you in a suit right anyway um so so she wants to go somewhere nice because it's like her promotion mm-hmm. um isn't that what it is yes yeah she gets promoted she's like you know somewhere nice yeah. even though they were just talking somewhere about nice. that like we always have to go yeah. somewhere nice yeah. And so what I was thinking was like, why that would be a perfect opportunity to say, oh, Monica, I'm so excited for you. But to be honest with you, like I've already hit my spending budget mm-hmm. for the month yep. for going out. But what they could have done was go, we'll go with you. Um, we probably I probably just I'm not going to eat dinner. So like, can we go somewhere where it's like drinks and appetizers yep. and I'll have one drink or I will just have water, but I really want to celebrate with you. Mm-hmm. But so that would have been the opportunity to say it. I do appreciate that it's still kind of like, well, that could be like a downer because that could be like Monica being like, oh, well, they're not going to have fun. And so da da da, whatever her right. problem at that point, though, because at least then they've brought it up. Mm-hmm. But this is where I think that's what you would do is you would bake some cookies or you would mm-hmm. go, I want to join you. And then you'd get there and you'd go, I'm not hungry because you couldn't afford it or something. You just mm-hmm. like just order water or just order something small. Mm-hmm. But um I'm not good at that. Like, I find it so hard to be in social situations and not partaking Mm -hmm. that, like, I don't know that I could go out to dinner and not, like, order something or not, you know, have a drink. Like, I'm just not good at that. I did that a lot. Like, in my, like, after college, early 20s, I did a lot of that because I was, like, trying to pay down my student loans and I still wanted to go on trips. Yeah. So I was like, I don't need to go to Applebee's with my friends I can go and I can get a water and I can hang out um just because I knew what my priorities were so I I mean I know that that's awkward for people and I probably would feel more awkward doing it now but probably because I can afford to buy something yeah but I think I think you're right though I think that when Monica announces her promotion and she wants to go somewhere nice I think that was the perfect opportunity to be like hey I so want to celebrate you um it's not that I don't want to go somewhere nice but I just with Ross's birthday coming up like we've or I've kind of maxed out my budget I would love to celebrate, like, let's get a great bottle of wine and hang out tonight, you know? Yeah. Like, that was kind of their opportunity to, like, bring it up. And they waited until the most awkward moment when the bill is being yeah. split. And I don't know. Just bad timing. Yeah. And kind of, I think, on their and part. And Phoebe's kind of been pushed to her limits at that point, hasn't she? Oh. Yes. So, so yes. With Joey's teeny Joey's pizza. Joey's pizza. Speaking of that, though, that waiter sassy i love a sassy waiter he's the worst do you think anybody would ever be that rude for somebody ordering a side salad i don't know you've worked in a restaurant tell me um i might judge them internally and in the back of the house once i had put their order in but never to them like mama's gotta get her tips right you don't you're not rude to the table you talk badly about them behind their back when you're back ordering putting their stuff in the computer and you're like, uh, this girl just ordered a side salad. Can't wait for my 10% tip on that. Exactly. I was going to say, maybe he assumed, well, I'm not actually going to get a tip. So, well, you're definitely not now. Yeah, true. Like, you're not making it any better for yourself. It doesn't matter what you think you're going to get. You have to act like they're going to give you 20%, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Okay. So, that's the restaurant scene. It's super awkward. They say, so let's just awkward. pay for what we got, which is what should have happened when three of you had yes. a feast. Yes. And the three of you had cold mush. Yes. And, okay. So, um, yeah. So, the Flushes so then, decide to buy everybody tickets, which is so nice. 
Yeah. And I think that even really in my nice. brokest time, they didn't do it as a, like, demeaning act. They were just like, I want us all to go do this fun thing together. And I don't think it was a charity case. I think it was just like, hey, we all said we wanted to go. Let's go. Like, we would like to treat you. And I think that's so nice. Let me ask you. At when you So so at your brokest, mm-hmm. did anybody ever try to buy you something? Do you remember any like gifts or tickets or whatever? Uh, I know for sure. I my be- parents buying. I was gonna leaves? say. <laughs> I mean, I've been gifted a lot of things, and I feel like I lived a much more uh, fancy life than I should have been living, especially like in college and after college, because yeah. people were generous with me, and I. But the thing is, is, I don't think anyone ever made me feel like it was a charity case. And I don't think that they're doing that now. If they were like, oh, poor you, can't afford it. Let me buy it for you. I just want to, I don't want you to feel like you can't afford things. But they're like, hey, let's go have fun. Like, we got these tickets. Let's go to the concert together. It will be so great. They did it in such a, like, positive gifting way and not a, like, yeah. poor you way. And I think if anyone ever treated me in a poor you way, I, I think it would have been really hard to accept. But I never experienced that. And yeah, well, I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm just wondering because it's like, this is obviously they tried to breach the topic. It got awkward. And Mm -hmm. so now they're already coming from a weird place. I was just wondering, cause I'm, I agree with you. Like, I don't think the flush were, um, kind of like a poker, a flush. I don't think the flush were like, um, doing it in like a condescending or demeaning Mm -hmm. way. But I do also just wonder, like some people, I don't think like taking gifts or maybe they've already they've already like built it up in their head because they've not been able to talk about it and it's been awkward that they are they do you know they they feel like a charity case but I'm just wondering because like you know it's easy to say that right now sitting in the comfort of our own homes but I guess Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering like when you're in the awkward situation when you are struggling to make ends meet and you're wondering how you're going to pay rent the rest of of the month Mm -hmm. like is it uncomfortable? Do you feel like somebody's having to give you charity regardless of how they're doing it? It's how mm-hmm. you're perceiving it. So I'm just wondering, cause um, I can't remember anybody ever gifting me something when I was oops and sorry for friends that are listening that maybe had gifted me something when I couldn't <laughs> afford it, but it just, nothing springs to mind. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I think it's all about your mindset and I do think it's how people approach you. And I don't think I would have ever taken anything that I didn't need, but I mean, I was, I was definitely gifted many things by many people when I couldn't afford them. Yeah. Which has turned me into a person who wants to gift other people things when they can't afford them, when I can't afford yeah. them. Um, do people ever do people ever get awkward about you trying to give a gift? I think they do. And I think usually they're more like, I'm sorry, or like... And I think that that's, I think that's more They don't blow a, up at you is what you're saying. No. Yeah. And I think that's the weird thing is they were, they didn't say like, no, you guys really didn't need to do that. Like, we're fine not going. You should just go. Yeah. I don't want you they to just spend go, the money. Oh. But they got really mad. And I think that's the difference is they were like, oh, yeah. so, you know, we're just some charity case. And it's like, no, really, they just so wanted you So now you're telling you to... us how we feel. Right. Yeah. And, and they were really just trying to do something nice. And rather than the brokies being like you know what, you guys, like, we already said we couldn't afford to go. It's really nice of you to to try to buy them for us. But, like, it's okay that we just don't do this one thing together. Um, yeah. But That's they right. just they didn't. Start, they just get so they angry. Get 
And they all get in a massive fight about yeah. not doing stuff together. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's here in the apartment where Joey brings it up, right? And Rachel's mm-hmm. like, let's not bring it up. I, this isn't going to go well. And Joey goes, we just think that you guys don't realize that we don't make as much money as you. And then they all act super like, oh, oh okay, well, we can talk about that. That's actually at the and restaurant. Like, oh, is it yeah. at the restaurant? Yeah. Like we can oh, talk okay. about that. Ooh. And is that when is that when Ross shushes Phoebe because she gets all like Joey's teeny tiny pizza and Ross uh-huh. goes okay shush 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 and I'm like how dare you don't shush her yeah like yeah yeah okay. I agree but the only well and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but like I think the way the Brokies respond in this moment of the gift um yeah it's just so uncalled for like i've been broke for sure many times and i don't think i would ever respond with anger as somebody like trying to do something nice for me i definitely might be like i don't need it i appreciate the gesture but i just it's not necessary i don't say i don't think that denying the gift is where they went wrong i think it's like where they come at it from a place of anger um but like later on and i'm getting a little bit ahead but like when chandler's when Joey says something like, oh, so you think you we hold you back? And Chandler's like, yeah, basically. Yeah. That yeah. is like the first time that I think that they're being really rude about it. And I do agree. I don't think they have to do everything together. Like, I have plenty of friends. And sometimes I hang out with, you know, 10 of them. And sometimes it's only three of us because that's what's, you know, going on. Um, I don't know. But... This did remind me that I saw Hootie play once. <laughs> and he was blowfishless. But it was when our was friend... Was he just Darius Rucker? He was just Darius Rucker. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Um, our friend Nick worked in country music. And he had a bunch of tickets to a... What's his name? Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker concert. And so we so went and saw go- him. It was actually... What? You didn't go party with little Stevie and the Blowfish? No, no. Little Stevie Stevie Fisher was not there. We did not party with the Blowfish. We were up in the balcony, but we saw Hootie. He did a couple Hootie songs. Oh, fun. It was when Matt and I had first started dating. Oh, cute. This is like 2012. This is a long time ago. So, I got a little Hootie. I don't have any marks from a Blowfish, but... So, that's what happens, is the gang get in this massive fight the flush go to the hootie concert and sit by mm-hmm. themselves and the other three stay home and play guess how many fingers joey's holding up behind his back <laughs> which i love like how earnest like joey when he's like no two <laughs> like two he's trying to like entertain the other two so much and like I know. Oh, bless. It's so cute. But anyway, so that's what happens. And the three do feel really bad. And so they're about to leave. But instead, they stay. And at the very end, there's that awkward dude in the front row duck lipping way before it was cool and holding up his lighter. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. And, Free bird. And, and um, yeah. And so little Stevie Fisher, um, Monica used to babysit. And he's now... Uh, his firm, because his legal firm represents the band. So they get to go backstage, meet Hootie and the Blowfish. They party the next morning. The gang are like, they're all back together in the coffee house. And they're like, did you guys have fun? And they're like, it was low key. And then it turns like, it, yeah, they see Monica's hickey from a Blowfish. So I right. can't remember. But also, yeah, they get mad at them again for having fun at the concert. 
like we said, I didn't handle everything perfectly when I was 25 either. And I think this is I their... I know. And I know it's TV. Do you? Because you're pretty upset. And <laughs> just kidding. I know. But I just think they get mad that they bought them the tickets. And then they get mad that they actually had fun at the concert. That they bought their friends tickets too that they could have yeah. gone to. I just feel like you can't have it both well, ways. Well, I think that the, like in reality, they're just mad at themselves that they can't afford to go. You know? Like, that's totally. all it is. And I understand that frustration. But they get so mad. But that's when Chandler brings up the like, oh, you guys hold us back. That's and that's right. where I'm like, so that is not cool. So, You're free to do what you want, whether your friends can afford it or not. So here's the thing I think that we learn from this episode is even if you feel like, yeah, I feel like we all can choose how we respond to things, right? And like, is this the portion where the soft music starts playing and the moral comes out and... A full house. Um, where, where Danny Tanner sits down with DJ to tell her the perils of drinking beer. Um, I'll keep doing the music if you want. Um, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll just loop you it in in post production. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll see how it sounds in post production. Do 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 do. If you guys want to buy okay. that as a ringtone, let us know, and Renee can put it on iTunes. We can. We can make it your ringtone. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just like you can choose how you respond. So even if you do feel like they're offering charity, Mm -hmm. they could have been gracious and they could have said, guys, that's really sweet, but like, we're very uncomfortable doing this. So like, no, thank you. And even later, like you said with the waiter, what they could like, you don't do it. Like they could have gone back and been like, okay, Hey, actually that was really condescending. And I want to talk to them about that. Mm -hmm. But I think just responding in anger is right. never good for anything, you know, so. No, it's not. So how does it, oh, so, okay, so I remember how it ends. So that's what, that's right. They're in the coffee house. The, um, the Brokies get mad at the flush for having fun at the concert. Chandler says that rude thing mm-hmm. about holding us back. And then, um, which I think that's what the problem is that this whole time they suspected that that's how the other ones felt. And now, you know what I mean? So right. that's why they were upset. Because they had a feeling that they were, like, secretly thinking rude things. Um, and now it's confirmed by Chandler saying that. And then Monica gets a call from – because she's she's also the buyer with her promotion. And so she switched meat vendors. Right. They gave her five steaks and an eggplant as um, a thank you. Well, they probably didn't give her the eggplant. She popped up that one separately. But they did that as a thank you for using them. What's the protocol – oh, okay. Before you say that. So – the thing is, um, that is seen as basically breaking like a corporate gifting and bribe policy, which is mm-hmm. fair enough. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's, it's like, it's like a kickback. It's yeah. That's what they're saying. It's this kickback. And she's like, Oh, it's not a kickback. It was just like a gift. I do appreciate at most places you have to claim whatever gifts that you receive and, um, you either can't accept them or you have to like publicly mm-hmm. note them down and then like share them or whatever. So you can't be seen as taking right. bribes, but, um, she gets a phone call that, or yeah, she calls in that, um, and they say they have to fire her because it's corporate policy. And so she loses her job and that's how it ends, which is really sad. Like right after she got the promotion like, a day after, but, um, what it yeah. like five stakes, like, is that a kickback? What's the deal there? What do you think? I mean, I've never worked in like corporate buying but I guess like 
five steaks isn't nothing. I mean, if you bought five nice steaks at the grocery store, you might spend like, you know, 50 bucks or something. Yep. Maybe more. I don't know. How much is steak run these days? I don't know. New Zealand dollars or US? Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess if she didn't like document it or it could be seen as, yeah, like using them because they gave her the steaks. I don't know. I guess. Well, regardless, the company won't tolerate it. Yeah. So I guess like in some ways they can't guarantee she won't do it again. But what's sad is that it's like she didn't know about it. It is her responsibility probably to read all that stuff. But she's like, oh, I'll just give them back or I'll replace them. Like, it's not a big deal. But um, mm-hmm. I so in places because I've always worked in corporates, but I've never had a I don't feel like I've ever had a position of power. Like, I guess if you're the buyer, then, yeah, I could see how it's like right. you're in charge of corporate money. Um, I mean, I have like, you know, I can take clients out for coffees or dinner or whatever. I've never um, abused right. it. But also like we used to have a policy that was like anything over 50 bucks, I believe you had to mm-hmm. um, you had to like report. report. Yep. And then anything that could mm-hmm. be seen as exorbitant, you had to turn down. Mm. But I've never been on the receiving end of any of those things. So, like, no one can give you a Rolex, but they might be able to give you, like, a watch from Forever 21. They can give you, like, $149 gift certificates to the Rolex store. Would probably be. A hundred. Forty-nine dollars. Oh, because it's under 50 bucks. (laughs) Oh. So that's how you cheat the system? That's, I'm pretty sure how corporate lobby, or that's how lobbying the government works. This I'm is sure. a friend's <laughs> podcast with a lobbying player. <laughs> um, yeah. Just just racking up the new just, podcast left yeah, and right. We'll write that one down. So anyway, so that's what happens. And poor Monica loses her job. And so now she is one of the brokies. She's one of the brokies. She's joined the club. Yeah. Anything else about this episode? But... I don't think so. I think we have gone into length. I mean, I guess let us know if you've ever been a brokey or a flushy and yeah. you've maybe had a good or bad experience. I think I was broke for a very long time and, you know, handled it as best as I could, but I never had anybody treat me badly because of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know. know. Let us know if you've ever been on the giving or receiving end and how things went. Um, I'm just curious to hear because obviously Renee like you and I have a very shared experience so 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 let us know for other people out there we'd be really curious to hear your stories um write write to us um Instagram or email I know we have a Facebook but full disclosure like do you ever check it I don't I do oh okay okay okay, so if you want to follow us on Facebook it's pretty much the same stuff as Instagram so it's not a bad thing if you don't have Instagram as some people don't that's a good point we have a website and so all of them are pick your poison of social media or email and it's best friends club podcast at that thing. So it's Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, web, www, World Wide Web, That's HTTP. Right. Best friends club podcast. So add the word podcast to the end. Yep. And we are going to wrap it up for now. Yes. That- and I will just ask one thing. If you guys oh. don't mind and you follow us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a review and rate us and subscribe, that helps other people find our podcast. And right. we would love to have more best friends in the club. Or if you just want to tell your friend that loves friends about this, um, we would love that. So, yeah, if you could rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff, and write us whenever you have stuff. We love getting messages from you guys. 
We do. And we try to respond to all of them. I will also say if you share best friends club podcast, like on your social media or at the friends trivia night that you go to mm-hmm. wink or whatever, um, send us a picture and we'll post it on our Instagram. Yes, definitely. Um, we so. love you guys. You're the best. This has been season two, episode five, five steaks and an eggplant and lots to talk about money. Oof, glad that's behind us. Oof, we will see you next time for season two, episode six. The, the one with the one baby on the bus. With the baby on the bus. Okay. Exciting. Exciting. Okay. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.